0: Hi, my name is Cecilia. If you're listening to my podcast, I'd like to say welcome and thank you. Um, I hope you guys are safe. I am safe. I'm okay. I cannot complain. Today, I wanted to talk about uh, my first experience buying uh, secondhand clothing items on Instagram. So let's say thrifting online. And my first experience was not very good. And one of the reasons why I actually started this podcast is to help small businesses do better. I personally am a small business owner and there are things that I see in uh, other companies that are good and I would love to emulate and I sometimes emulate those things and include them in my company so that my customers can have an overall positive experience and there are things that I have experienced or maybe some of my customers have told me that they didn't like and I also do my best to improve and do better. Um, the main purpose of this episode is to pick a business which is like online thrifting or selling things online and look and maybe go into detail on various things that maybe you as a customer that has you've experienced and maybe you didn't like. And maybe we can share these points here on the platform and help those businesses do better. And if there are also things that you like or specific pages that you like, and there are specific things that you love about a page, we also have those discussions here so that other businesses that are not aware can be able to emulate and help them do better. Um, so um, let's first talk about some of the advantages of online thrifting or buying things, second-hand clothes, uh Online Number one, for me, I bought most of my clothes from either Toy Market or Gikomba and online thrifting or buying things on Instagram or Facebook saves a lot of time because you can just sit in the comfort of your house. If you're on Facebook or Instagram and there's a page that you love, you simply go there and you see an item ask the the seller whether they are selling the item. And then after that, you just pay for it via Mpesa and organize to collect it. Uh, Second thing is that uh, it saves you the stress and the energy and the time of looking through huge heaps of clothes. If you've been to Toy or Gikomba, you know, sometimes heaps of, you can have a whole heap of like dresses and you can spend even an hour going through items and You can just maybe live with one or two items. So online thrifting is great because then someone else is doing that for you. Then they go with them home, wash them, and then they just display them very simply on Facebook, on Instagram. And all you have to do is just collect, say you want this, and then you buy them. Uh, And also number three is if you have a seller who has very good taste, or maybe there's a specific seller who has similar tastes to you, you find that it makes your work even very sim- it even makes your work simpler because then if you have similar tastes, they'll always have something that you like and it also saves you that time and energy to go looking for that item if they've already done it for you um so online thrifting is a business that is not going to die anytime soon it's thrift it's booming and will continue to boom, especially like now with Covid. And people are too scared to maybe leave their houses and go shopping. If someone else is doing that for you, it's a plus. All you have to do is just go collect the item from whatever the seller tells you. And just to mention, for example, um, if you you find that you have a good taste in something, for example, shoes, maybe you always have nice graphic t-shirts, dresses and skirts like that. Online thrifting can be, or selling things online can be a business you can get into. I always tell my friends, and I'm always telling people, do not ignore a skill that to you it might look like it's just, uh, it's just a small thing. Like I'm just, I just know how to collect, or I just spot nice t-shirts. To you, it might seem like something very small, but not everyone is actually has an eye for good quality things. So, if you find that you're actually, maybe your friends are always telling you, I like your t-shirt, I like your shoes, or I like your skirts, maybe you can think about doing this. Maybe you go to, if you shop at Kikomba, let's say for example, and maybe you love skirts and you find that you always find excellent skirts, maybe you can start with five and then you start maybe open a Facebook or Instagram page and maybe start marketing to your friends and sell to them and It can pick up from there. Anything is a business. Do not ignore whatever skill that you have. If you have an eye for detail, that eye for detail can help you make money one way or another. When I was in campus, I know my sister used to sell sneakers. She loves sneakers to this day. And specifically when she was in uh, campus, she used to love Converse. And so on Tuesdays, she used to go to a specific guy who used to bring uh, Converse in wholesale. And should go there and collect like five pairs, come with them home, wash them, and then share, just take photos and show her friends and somehow, every week she used to sell, if not all of them at least three out of five pairs should always sell them. Sometimes, I would also see a pair and I would buy the pair from her or my mom or my aunt, anyone and that's what I'm saying. I'm just encouraging you if you think. You have an eye for detail, maybe you can give online thrifting or secondhand uh online selling a thing. Uh uh what is it called? Give it um a shot, yeah. Um, so back to my story. So a month and a half ago, I saw an item on Instagram. I have never bought anything thrift from Instagram or Facebook, I'm not even active on Facebook and So I saw this nice uh, item and it was around, I remember it was 11.30 at night. I was really tired. I was not tired, let's be honest. I was watching Netflix and I was like, this item looks nice. So I see the price was 300 shillings. So what I do is I text, I DM the, actually first I wrote on their comment section. I was like, oh, hi, is this item available? And they said, yes, it's available. So I went straight to their DM. And I told them, so where do I send? Uh, Like, do you have a number? Like, where do I collect? So they told me, yes, uh, this is where you collect and this is where you pay. So for me, because it's just a habit I've picked from work, like I always reconfirm with someone before I make any payments. So I just asked them, so I'm sending 300 shillings to this number. And they said, yes. So I sent via M-PESA. And they told me this is where you're going to collect the item um so the next day i'm just uh mark you okay something i should say i was not following this page before i just stumbled on the page looked through their page and then saw something that i like and then just decided to uh order the item and then i followed the page so this was this page was very new to me so the next morning i'm looking through the page to see what other items they might have that maybe I might be interested in and then I decided to click their stories because I'd not clicked their stories the night before and I see that they say that because um, uh, I click uh, so this I bought the item on Sunday so on Monday is when I was I was looking through their stories and they were saying that all the items on I think their stories were or on that day on that Sunday were going for 200 shillings so I took a screenshot. And I sent it to the, and I sent a DM to the to the lady, and I asked her like, oh hi, so I'm just going through your stories, and I'm seeing that everything is on everything that uh, yesterday was like a sale day, and everything was going for two hundred shillings, but I remember reconfirming the price with you and asking whether this item is three hundred shillings, and you said yes. So I thought that you would, if you're having a sale as the business owner, you tell me like, yes, this item, if you see our page, we've written 300. But today is a Sunday. We have an offer. You can get this item for 200. I thought they would inform me, Uh, but they didn't. They just told me. Yes. So I told them like, uh, I didn't know about it. And, you know, I just feel a bit like you should have informed me because I, I asked you before I made the payment. So the lady was like, I don't want to be rude, but, you know, it is your responsibility to look at these things before you make a payment. And, okay, I was a bit pissed off, I won't lie. I did not respond rudely. I usually try my best not to. And they gave me this example that uh, also Jumia... If you go to Jumia, apparently you can find the same item but has various prices. So, it's up to you as a customer to make the effort to find which is the cheapest price. So, I was like, okay, I do not know about Jumia and all that because I also don't shop at Jumia. I know they were my clients, but I don't shop at Jumia. But I just thought, you know, it's like they would just inform me like, hey, yes, this item is 300. But since you're buying it today, we're having a sale, it's 200. Anyway, I just counted that as a loss. I was like, you know, it was my fault. I did not look at the item. I was pissed. And I remember telling them, like, especially now, because it was during this whole COVID quarantine thing. And I told them, especially now during this COVID quarantine thing, everyone is trying to save a penny. It would only be kind if you would just mention it, that there is a sale, so that I'm aware and because I also, I they also didn't know if I'm a long time follower of the page or not. I was not. I just followed that page that evening and I bought that item that day. That was my first time finding the page, finding something that I liked. I'd not known about that page before. Anyway, so that was my experience. So I counted that as a loss. And obviously on the page, when you read the buyer, most of these businesses i have noticed say no refunds. So I knew that there's no way I'm going to get my 100 shillings back, the extra 100 that I'd paid. So, I was a bit pissed. I was like, you know what, it's okay. I just told her, it's fine. I unfollowed the page and that was it. I just told myself that next time I want to buy something, I just take myself to to a market and buy. I don't need to feel the pressure to buy something from online. That is what I told myself. I'll just revert back to my old ways. And... I don't know if any one of you have had any bad experiences or not so pleasant experiences buying things from people who sell secondhand items on, on Facebook or Instagram. I would really like to know, uh, my biggest issue to be very honest with this, with my experience was that I had asked before I made the payment, like, uh, despite seeing the price, I just re- asked again because it's just something I'm used to that this item you've said is this, and I'm, this amount and I'm paying to this. And they did not, they just told me yes and they did not feel the need to inform me about the sale. So for me, that automatically comes out as dishonesty and I don't, I don't, I personally, I'm not for it at all you know, and that is why I chose to unfollow the page because, um, I would not want if I'm having a sale, for example, in, um, my company, or maybe something is on a discount. I would always inform my client because then, and for us, we work with our corporate clients. We have to inform them, even if they don't know, just tell them because my queue, people are busy. People are doing many things. Sometimes Maybe people don't have the time to go through every aspect of your business to know that they are sales because they are dealing with other things. So I would inform my client and I personally felt that was not right. And from my personal experience, I would say that if I am buying from you and you're having a sale or if your customers are buying from you and maybe you're having a flash sale on that day, tell your clients, they will actually appreciate you for informing them because they are saving a 50 shilling or a hundred shilling that they can use to do something else. And that makes a customer come back, you know, because I do not assume that all the people who've been following you have been following you for years. Sometimes someone just follows you at that time because, uh, they've seen something or maybe they don't even follow you. They've just seen something they like, and they want to buy from you. And if their first experience is not as good, chances are they might not come back. Uh, Another thing that I've noticed is um, most of these uh, thrift pages have the whole no refund everywhere. I see it everywhere and I see it in most pages and I get it. As a business, it's difficult to do a refund. I understand. But why not come up with an option like maybe in your next item, you can buy that item maybe 50 shillings less. Or if you paid an excess of 100 or maybe 50 you can tell that person i can pay you can pay maybe 50 shillings less of that something that will encourage someone to come back but if you tell someone no refund because sometimes even when you're doing mpesa you can send someone excess money by mistake people make mistakes all the time then you tell this person i'm not going to refund you honestly like that if that was a genuine mistake i think it is only right for the business to either refund the person Or tell them that in your next item that you buy, we're having this, maybe I'm going to, maybe as a business, you're like, I'm having these new jackets or new shoes coming out. I'll send you photos. You look at them or look out for these items. If you find something that you like, you can pick them so we can be able to clear the debt. I think that would be a better option instead of telling someone no refund at all. Uh, And then this past week also, I've been seeing people doing a meme about inbox for price or DM for price. Um, and it's funny because, uh, small businesses do that. Uh, okay. Many businesses do that DM for price thing. And I saw someone saying that if a company tells you to DM for price, most probably that item is expensive. Okay. From my experience, it's true. Most of the items is usually like some price and you're like, what? And, uh, I was reading into it today and i found this article by a blog called code 95 it's a website called code95.com and they were ask, they were explaining why small businesses tell people to dm for price so apparently um the instagram algorithm uh is alter was altered where they do not sh- share your original post let's say your latest post they don't share your latest post the feed but they share the post with the highest engagement so sometimes you can see on someone's page that you a picture is shared on your feed and when you click the picture you find that it's not that person's recent picture maybe it's a picture from a few weeks back and that's apparently how the uh, algorithm for instagram works so this article is for june 2018 so i don't know if this algorithm is still the same way But apparently what that means is that, um, when you, when you're, when, for example, people keep DMing you for a price, asking you how much is this item How much is this item? How much is this item? It creates more engagement. And therefore there's a high probability that that item will be shared on, uh, people's feeds maybe the people who follow you, it'll keep showing up because according to the uh, Instagram algorithm, it seems that this item is getting a lot of engagement. People are asking questions about it. And therefore that's why, that's apparently the reason why most people say use the DM for price thing. I didn't even know that. I had to read, I read that article just before I did this, um, podcast, but yeah, Uh, but this, I, I personally don't like the whole DM for price, DM me or inbox me for price thing because I'm like, just put the price of the item as I'm looking through, I can see this thing costs me this much. It's too much effort to have to DM you to, for you to, to respond with the price. Like if you're going to use the energy to edit a photo, okay, actually take the photo, edit it, put it up and then put a hashtag and not put the price. Like what's the point? Just put the price. It makes it easier. And I feel like even for me as a customer, it helps me make a quick decision. I see this thing. I see the price. I'm like, do I have the money? Yes, I can buy. Yes, I cannot buy. But now if I have to inbox you, maybe you respond after maybe 20, 30 minutes, maybe immediately. I don't know. I just feel like it's an extra effort that is unnecessary. But if that's how the Instagram algorithm works, maybe that's why most people do that. Um, So, yeah. Uh, that is just my personal experience and I would like to know from you, have you bought anything? I'm sure you have as a listener, bought anything from these secondhand clothes from Instagram and Facebook and what have been your experiences? Pos- I want to hear both positive and negatives. And another thing I'd like to know is how can you help these online thrift businesses improve, like do better? How would you help them do better? Because this is not about criticizing, this is about helping a business do, be, do. Uh, help the business owner improve and look for various ways that they can improve. So I'd like to hear your stories. Maybe you can send us a DM on uh, our Instagram. Our, our Instagram handle is at mbl underscore podcast. You can send us your, maybe your story there of what happened. You don't have to name the business. And tell us like what your experience was so that we can see. And also give suggestions on how you think these online thrifting businesses can do to improve their business. So that's it for me for today. I hope to see you to hear from you guys uh, next week. Uh, Bye.